the Hilcho Pesach, we had mentioned yesterday that we have a requirement both to do a bdika, a search for chametz, so we can then destroy it, as well as a bitul chametz, a nullification of the chametz. And we mentioned last night that it seems strange because in theory, either one of those should have worked independently. If I nullify my chametz, if I say it's ownerless and it's like dust of the earth, so then I don't have any chametz going into Pesach, I should be good to go. And if I burn all my chametz or I destroy it whichever manner uh, you so choose, so then I also don't have any chametz. So at the end of the day, I could get to the same spot in two different ways. Why do we require both? So we said, well, we're concerned about the nullification because number one, maybe you're not actually going to mean it. You're going to see that big, beautiful bottle of scotch. You're going to be like, yeah, it's like the dust of the earth, I swear. But really, you're just waiting. You're counting down the days after all that family time to drink that dust of the earth, right? So we're concerned that you're not going to mean it and therefore it's not going to be good enough and then God forbid you would be in uh, violation. Number two, we're concerned that chametz is a, a certain type of food that's always lying around your house. And we're worried that even though you nullified it, even if you actually mean it, because it's around your house as opposed to other types of other types of forbidden foods, we're worried you're going to make a mistake and you'll accidentally go ahead and uh, eat it. So that's why we also require you to burn it. So fine, very good. Why don't I just say, just go ahead and burn it, just destroy it. So we're worried that maybe you didn't do a thorough enough search and you're going to end up finding chametz on Pesach. And if you never nullified the chametz that you had, uh, then you were in theory in ownership of this chametz and then you would be in violation, God forbid, of any source. Certainly you did so unintentionally, but still we would like to avoid that. So therefore we say go both routes. What I wanted to mention last night, but then it, it didn't smell so good, so I said maybe, uh, maybe we would uh, talk about it this morning, is that uh, the Mishnah Brewer doesn't take into account that maybe there actually is a positive mitzvah to actually go and destroy the chametz, which is a, uh, something that we've talked about in the past. There's, in theory, two ways to look at it. Is the requirement that I show up to Pesach without ownership of any chametz, uh, and that's more of a passive requirement, or is there an active requirement for me to destroy chametz? Now, this whole discussion, right, we presuppose, like, yeah, technically, the nullification would have been fine. You wouldn't have to destroy anything were it not for these two concerns that you don't actually mean it or that uh, it's always lying around the house and we're worried that you'll make a mistake. But otherwise, you would have been fine. Well, that presupposes that I don't have any actual requirement to go and destroy chametz. It just means I have to show up to Pesach without any chametz. But maybe we could argue that, no, there actually is a requirement to own Chametz, and we talked about different practical consequences. We'll go into all of them today, but let's say I'm a person who doesn't own any chametz throughout the year, right? I am uh, gluten-free. I never have anything which is chametz. So do I not have to do anything in preparation for Pesach? Well, if it's p- about uh, passively showing up to chametz, making sure you don't own any chametz, so I'm good to go. If it's about uh, actually going and destroying chametz, then maybe it's worth it for me to go out to the store, buy a box of cereal, many of which are gluten-free, by the way, but find one which has chametz in it and then go ahead and destroy it so that I can fulfill the mitzvah. So it sounds like for the Mishabura that it's not an active requirement. It's only a passive one in nature, but maybe we'll talk about other possibilities, other uh, practical consequences between these two different ideas. Uh, and uh, ultimately, we tell you to do both. We tell you to destroy if possible, but it sounds like the assumption is that you already have it. If you don't have it, then maybe not. So uh, keep uh, coming back, as I said.